is that I really believe that being a parent has made me a better leader. Um, you know, in the early days of starting both my businesses, actually, the early days of WAH, which I feel I got better over time, and then the early days of Beauty Stout, which was a very different type of employee structure, I found it really challenging. Hi, everyone. I'm Hetty Holmes, and you're listening to Hacking Happiness with Dose, the podcast that explores what makes us feel good to get those happy hormones firing. My next guest is the hugely inspiring Sharmadine Reed, a British Jamaican entrepreneur who is the founder of Wah Nails and Beauty Stack. She's also an advocate for women's empowerment. We talk about how becoming a mum made her a better leader in the workplace, the self-care practices that keep her on her A-game, including yoga and listening to business podcasts on the treadmill, where she says she gets her best ideas. She also talks about her new project, The Stack World, which combines everything she's learned over the past 10 years of organising women's communities and events across beauty, business and self-development. As ever, we are so thankful to all our listeners for tuning in each week. To help us to keep going, we would love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. And please forward on our newsletter to anyone who you think needs a hit of happiness in their inbox. You can sign up at www.whateveryourdose.com forward slash newsletter. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me on the Dose podcast. It's a real pleasure to have you. Um, so yeah, you've had a pretty amazing career. You are the the founder of Beauty Stack, but prior to that, you launched Wire Nails, which was a, an amazing kind of cult nail bar that I recall um, being located in Topshop. Um, I think prior to that, it was in you did a pop up in Selfridges, and I was I was reading a really cool blog you wrote about um, like growing a business a bit too fast and and the kind of the journey it took you on. But I'd I'd love to hear you speak in your own words about that and and how you got into the industry to start with um, as a university graduate. So I graduated from Central St Martins in two thousand and seven, and I'd actually made um, the magazine War in two thousand and five six, um, which was a hip hop fanzine um, for women. When I had the idea for a nail salon, it just seemed really natural for me to call it WAH, um, to kind of create a physical space for all of these women who are reading the publication. And the nail salon just really resonated and took off massively um, with our community and, and actually like all over the world. The, the challenge for me was that I didn't anticipate that the nail salon would be so in demand and such a you know, a successful kind of brand. Um, So I didn't really have a strategy or a plan. I just said yes to everything, to every opportunity that came by. And I think, you know, I was only 26 and then I had a baby. And I think actually what the WAR experience gave me was a really foundational understanding of how to engage women and communities. that was like really, really critical for me in terms of like, you know, I didn't realize how important it was that my network, my friends just had somewhere to go to talk about the things that they wanted to talk about. So from the get go, it was never just an hour salon. It was always like, you know, a point of view, an aesthetic, a feeling like a a mood. Um, And yeah, I just, I I was very um, conscious of when things were getting like out of control for me or I was doing too much or on the brink of burning out that I pulled back, you know, I would, I had no hesitation about 
saying, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, I'm going to stop this project. I'm going to take this thing off my plate because ultimately my health is most important. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. And and Beauty Stack now, you've, you've set up a kind of a, a separate website, haven't you, where just, the idea is bringing women together through communities um, to kind of share their stories. And I guess that that touches on kind of the Founder Girl Corp as well that you set up. So you're obviously very passionate about bringing women together to kind of to bond and, um, you know, to kind of create those meaningful experiences and to inspire them to achieve their dreams. So, like, yeah, how, how, tell, tell us a little bit about this recent um, move in Beauty Stack that you set up. Over, I think, was it over the lockdown period that you launched this project? So we launched the Stack World just on Monday. So, like, wow. a few days ago. Um, and essentially, it was me realising, like, what the purpose of the work we do is and what people were coming to the business for. So actually, we have built like a really amazing bit of software that allows you to book treatments by pictures, which doesn't really exist anywhere. But what people are actually staying for was the advice, the support, the information that we could give them. During the pandemic, when we couldn't fully operate um, as a service-based business, we decided to double down on the content that we were creating and therefore we launched it as a membership platform for that events and content. I guess that it took a long time for me to realize that what we've launched with the stat world is actually what I've been doing consistently for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I was really like fighting that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe because it didn't seem really complicated. I like big complicated, um, you know, challenges, like I love building tech. I love it. It's so great. I love like sitting around a table with engineers and product designers and product managers and talking about what, what should be built. Like it makes me really, really excited. And I think that with women's events and community, it almost just seemed too obvious and easy. So I kind of like pushed it to the side, but I realized like that, that's my calling and purpose. And actually I should just follow what gives people the most joy and me the most joy because I'm incredibly satisfied after I've done an event and people feel like they're getting something like really meaningful from it. That makes me super happy. Mm. You've said um, in other interviews as well that like your proudest career achievement um, so far was the Art Against Knives um, project that you were involved in. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so with WAR, we were approached by a charity um, set up by an amazing woman, Katie Dawes, who went to Central St. Martins, the same um, university I went to, and her friend had been stabbed and she was like, how can we stop this happening? She set up uh, nail bars, two community nail bars in like the outer boroughs of London, and we donated a whole bunch of equipment, um, nail polishes and stuff, to the young women to essentially keep them... Um, you know, occupied, keep them off the streets and give them a skill and a task that they could use to essentially earn money, you know, provide for their families. And I know this sounds strange, but just not being bored or having something to do is so so important. Um, So yeah, on the fifth anniversary of Art Against Knives, I just casually popped into the award ceremony because I was like, you know, 
just thought, oh, yeah, I'll go and support like as normal. And then when I got there, I was just so overwhelmed because I saw I just realized like how much of an impact the work that we had done at WAR had on these young women's lives. They were literally like using my book for designs, using the nail pens I'd made, you know, mm. with boots. And I just kind of lost it and started crying my eyes out. Mm. <laughs> and then my friend who was with me, actually, you know, really old friend who I'd known since I'd actually made the first magazine. And it was really amazing that I was with him because he understood the journey. He'd, you know, we met while we were raving, had a shared love of hip hop. I'm like, I'd made the magazine. So he'd seen the whole thing and understood how impactful this little thing I made when I was a student. And yeah, it was pretty emotional. Yeah. And as well as that, you've been awarded an MBE by the Queen. Like, how, how was that? Did that feel pretty momentous for you in terms of like your career trajectory? Not really, because no. I'm not, do you know what? I've got this really odd thing about awards, which mm. I'm trying to get over by visualizing an award that I want to win. Yeah. But I just think like when you're running a company, you've still just got to go back to your desk and do the work. So it's like the glamour is very short-lived. You know, I'm not like a celebrity who can then just have a driver pick them up and then like go back to the hotel and spend all day like, you know, eating cake. I literally just went back to my office after the ceremony. Um, so... I, it's definitely an achievement for my family and professionally people love it but I wouldn't mm. say that I'm that bothered yeah but that's testament to your success because I think you said before that you know you um you you kind of don't get too worked up about things if they don't go right you just always will find a solution to keep going and like you've got that amazing hard work ethic and graft about you which has led you to kind of to be a multi-entrepreneur and to achieve such success. So do you think there's, there's something in that, like not getting too focused on the the kind of end goal and focusing more on the journey? Um, No, what I actually do is when something's painful, I always think, is this about process or is it about outcome? And mm. I make a decision. So let's say that, um, you know, I, I want to make a film a promotional film for something and making a film is the kind of thing that is really really hard work right it's very collaborative requires a lot of people a lot of different personalities um <clears throat> a lot of creative like language that needs to be understood and let's say that the outcome of the film is really important because I need a good film for the budget that I've put to it then if the process is really painful I will put that aside in my head because I know that the outcome is the most important thing to think about um because once a film's done it's done right mm -hmm. but then if there was another project um you know let's say like building my office the process is really important because it's an ongoing thing that is never done in fact actually talk, just building my app if the process of working with my co-founders and engineers was difficult it's not something that I'm willing to set aside because that process is going to be iterated on again and again and again as we continue to develop the product. So for me, it's important that the process is right 
but I'm less bothered about the outcome. So if we built a new feature and then we released it and there's like two bugs, I don't care because the process itself was like amazing, pleasant, like invigorating, satisfying. And I know that those bugs can be fixed in the next version of the process. So it's not that I always just, um, you know, keep calm and carry on type thing. I just decide like what's the most important thing right now and then I try and focus on that and let everything else like fade out into the background. If there's one thing we all need right now, it's a little more joy. Joy can come in many shapes and forms and in flavours too, which is why Fortnum's is filled to the brim and bursting with deliciousness this winter. From sparkling tea and delicious infusions to joy-giving hampers and personalised gifts, So whether you're saying thank you, marking a special occasion, or simply letting someone know you're thinking of them, there's nothing quite like giving the gift of Fortnum's. Visit fortnumandmason.com and send a parcel of joy to their door. So we've talked about the the reward and sense of happiness you get from your career. So moving on to relationships, you mentioned that you're a mum. How has that been, um, being an entrepreneur, you know, juggling all of that responsibility with being a mum? And um, yeah, just talk to us a little bit about like, the early stages of WA and, and what it was like juggling in those days. Being a mum and starting a business or having a career or even just simply having time to develop your own ideas and sense of self can be quite difficult when you have this teeny tiny little human who relies on you for so much. Um, And what I would say is that I recognised early on that childcare was like a really critical component to my success and that I had to find a way to um, share the domestic labour in the household. So that's like the first thing. The second thing is is that I really believe that being a parent has made me a better leader. Um, You know, in the early days of starting both my businesses, actually, the early days of WAH, which I feel I got better over time, and then the early days of Beauty Stout, which was a very different type of employee structure, I found it really challenging. And I wasn't necessarily, like, the best manager. I would always be an amazing leader or, you know, have a really strong vision for the company or strong directions but in terms of management um I wasn't very like I wasn't very aware of what management was with the nail salon I remember that over time I realized my role in the girls lives and what what my specific um like skill set allowed them to do and thrive. So what I mean by that is like, you know, just like having a baby, you have a team who to some extent rely on you to make sure they feel safe, that they know what they're doing, that you're going to provide for them. You're going to make sure that, you know, in the same way when you have a baby, you've got to feed them and, you know, make sure they've got the right gear and clothing and that they've got the right education. It's like with my team, I was like, you know, everything from do you have the right chairs to not have a back problem like after 12 hours to like, you know, do you feel comfortable enough to share that you are having like a negative experience in the home? You know what I mean? Um, Mm. But in the beginning, I was just like, oh, I've got to build a team and like, 
you know, do a rotor and stuff like that. And it took me a while to realize, actually, they're probably going to be with me for like two years max on their career journey. And what can I do to like help them be the best person they can be when they leave? And once I shifted that mindset, it made such a difference um, Mm. to everyone. And just listening as well. Like the girls were so amazing. Like they're so creative, so talented. But I was thinking I had to be like a corporate bod. So one time I was like, all right, we're all going to have uniforms. And then I remember that one of my um, nail artists, Holly, she was like, when you make me wear a uniform, you're crushing my style personality. And I was like, yeah, you're completely right. Why do I think I have to play being a boss in the traditional way? Um, So I always found their feedback and stuff helpful. Then with Beauty Stack, it was a completely different type of employee, right? Because you've got a wide range. Firstly, there's more gender um, diversity because I'd never worked with men before. Secondly, um, even within the women in the workplace, there was a completely different career path that they'd taken to get where they were at Beauty Stack, which, um, you know, meant completely different personality types. And I, again, was just so preoccupied with getting the product done and built that I think I over-engineered on management without actually thinking again about what my style is. I would just mm. like copy what other, other people were doing. So I would say that as Roman grew up, you know, by the time I started Beauty Stack, he was, I think, seven or six or seven. He. I was, you know, he was at school and I, I was really realizing like, I would never say these things to my own son. So why would I say them to my team? Or why would I say them to my friends? You know, if Roman had wanted to develop, you know, cook a pancake and got everything wrong, would I really be screaming at him if, if not that I did scream at anyone, but like, would I really be upset and disappointed if it's the first time he's ever done something? So I'd always be trying to think like that, like if this is the first time someone's done a task at work, like it's our goal really to coach them to doing it the best they can be. And um, yeah, I just feel like being a mom has made me way more empathetic to people's mm. situations and I love it and Roman is really funny and he knows my whole business and he's always like you know this is the stack mom you're a boss <laughs> he, like, he always goes when I'm stressed right he comes up to me and he goes I believe in you oh <laughs> you're amazing that's everything <laughs> that's amazing I was so thinking about like the happiness you get yourself from I don't know self-care carving out that time for you when you're not working what are some of the things that you do um to make yourself feel good well I understand that my life is like a bit of a um like very cyclical roller coaster so like for example this week when we launched in the product self-care hasn't been my priority I've eaten whatever I wanted sadly I've barely found time to go outside and do my usual walk um but I think that you just have to find what works for you like I know that there are some things that are non-negotiable for me like I have a bath every single night I like to do a one two hour walk in the day um you know I like to make sure I see my friends and talk talk to people um so yeah I just think that sometimes there's a lot of like 
toxic positivity self-care you have to do this that and the other and then you can feel guilty and punish yourself you know when you haven't done your yoga today um but actually life ebbs and flows you know and I just started doing yoga every Sunday morning at 9am with an amazing woman um Manise Reimer and it's like my church and it sets me up for the week and then yeah apart from that I just try and be feel really in tune with my body and my cycle and listen to what it needs and act accordingly at the time yeah nice and so would you say that you're more into like your yoga than kind of working out like running and fitness and stuff like that like do you get your endorphin rushes from fitness or do you seek them elsewhere no I absolutely love running on a treadmill I can't run outside at all like it really hurts my back I get really bored I stop all the time but when I'm on a treadmill I put my podcast on I've like controlled all the elements and environment so what it means is that when I'm running it's almost meditative because I'm not having to use any of my cognitive system to be like that puddles there that steps there I've got to turn left I've got to turn right so then it frees up my brain and it's when I get the best ideas I feel really motivated the combination of listening to a business podcast plus running the sensation of it cements the idea and I just feel like really amazing and I don't run for ages but I like like running on a treadmill um I need to do yoga because I'm a very like I need to like have grounding moments you know because I'm such a high energy person and I feel like yoga is just like a huge high like when you do the breathing properly it makes me high and also I have like really weak um lower back and hips so I find that I need to stretch all the time to keep myself Mm. like feeling good yeah amazing so for, for people that are not as familiar with your story can you tell them how they can access beauty stack and the beauty stack world and get involved and also how they can find you on clubhouse which is becoming a bit of a big deal <laughs> yeah so my clubhouse is just Sharmadine reads um and my what i would say is go to the stack.world because that is the exciting new thing we've just launched It's a members club for women to essentially level up their lives. So we're starting off with talks and curated events um, around the themes of beauty, wellness, business, culture and politics under society. And then in about a month's time, we're launching a full editorial platform, which is super exciting. Um, Also linked to those topics. And we hope to create essentially an ecosystem of like content and conversations that deal with women's issues and help them be the best person they can be. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Shamanini. It's been a real pleasure speaking to you. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll see you back in the clubhouse or I won't see you, I'll hear you. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a nice day. You If you have any questions about today's podcast, please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com.